You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packers. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you'd like to email the show, you can send a message to Packers Total Access at gmail.com. Hopefully the sound quality isn't too bad. It's probably going to sound like I'm recording on a potato this uh, this morning, <laughs> as it's uh, I don't know what day it is. Let me check here. Friday, okay, it's Friday the 17th of February, and um, I'm down here in the Caribbean. I'm, a, I'm actually closer to South America than I am the states right now, which is crazy to think about. But we're Caribbean islands, and we're on our way back now, just sailing along. But um, the news broke obviously this morning about Aaron Jones, so we wanted to put out like i said hopefully the quality is good enough may not get the intro stuff like that i try to use restream but <clears throat> with the internet that we deck it's just not strong enough to allow me to uh to keep a steady stream especially with media and things like that so that being said hopefully one of the guys back home can get this pod out now let's kind of talk about what broke it's going to be a quick pod first of all you guys know that if you downloaded or skipped over it you know you've probably seen it's uh it's only you know 15 minutes 30 minutes whatever 40 minutes whatever but you know, we said on a past podcast, you know, we said it with Ramage, uh, Matt Ramage, when he was on my show, the same same type of topic. Obviously, me and Justin talked about it a few weeks ago, breaking down the Packers free agents at this point, what we kind of foreseen the front office doing. And um, we said the week of the 15th, why did we come up with that date? We came up with that date because that's the date that Kenny Clark's restructure happened last year. Okay, so it's it's a good little guideline. It's kind of the starting point, if you will, on the restructure season, which is kind of cool. Almost have a new date to put on the calendar, which is the the beginning of restructure season. Right, as soon as the Super Bowl is over, February, that's when restructures like to take place. When the front office likes to kind of kind of throw those out there. Um, the reason being is you can make a run at free agency and then obviously sign your draft picks, which that's already factored into the numbers we've talked about. Now, the new salary has already been set. That was set several weeks ago. So the week of the 15th is kind of when things start to fall in place. Lo and behold, we wake up this morning, get the news, several people messaging me, several emails, everybody excited because Aaron Jones has uh, restructured his contract. Now, it's the numbers we have are very early, and I don't have a computer to go off of. I don't have any. I can't pull all the information. This is just simply what was Adam Scheffner, Ian Rappaport, several other insiders. So there may be some minute details that come into play, but I'm going to try to explain the restructure as best I know right now, given a potato for internet in the middle. All right, so <laughs> this is what we've essentially got. It's it's above your head, and that's okay, and all these things, right? And the next thing you know, bang, we're back under the salary cap, and it's where well, all we do was kick the can down the road, and they don't talk about the details, right? So we're going to hit on the details here. His salary cap hit was over $20 million, right, when we talked about it just last week, actually. If you guys remember, I think I listed four or five players that I felt like, um, that we felt like could possibly be restructured, freeing up as much as $36 million. Now. That's on the minimum side, but even then, on the minimum side, you don't have to free up that much money. <clears throat> and the reason being is because you were only roughly seventeen million over the cap. Depending on which website you go by, you know, I feel like you get it within two or three million dollars. You're going to be close enough to, to you know, I, I've heard people in the past say, "Well, I like over the cap. I don't like Spotrack and and vice versa. I don't care what sites you use. If you're within a couple million dollars, then it's going to get worked out. And and you know, I I don't care enough to fact check. Uh, those different sites to see which one is technically more accurate. People that typically do that, they're just trying to sound like the smartest person in the room. That's not what we're trying to do here. 
we want to try to understand the salary cap all together, learn together, <clears throat> and and kind of like you know, like I said in the past, if you guys pick up on stuff that I overlook, shoot me an email. We'll cipher through the the details and figure out what the exact answer is, and and, and kind of grow as Packer fans together. That's the goal. Um, but Spotrack had us at roughly seventeen million over the cap. Okay, so now what Aaron Jones has done is they have converted. You guys heard me talk about this, right? We talked about converting base salary and roster bonus. Roster bonus is the lump sum that's due to the player if they're on the roster week one. Base salary is spread out. They usually they typically break it down into what they call game checks over the course of the 17 games they play in the season, right? And <clears throat> what they'll do is they will take that money, both of those two numbers, and come up with a figure that they want to convert to signing bonus, which is then guaranteed to the player, but you can spread it out over the the life of the contract. Now, if I remember correctly, I don't have my notes with me down here on this trip, but I'm pretty sure that Aaron Jones had two placeholder years on the backside of his contract already. We talked about this, gang. This is a we we absolutely nailed it as a group. All the conversations we've had back and forth through email, um, all the fans that listen to the show, uh, and when I say fans, not fans of the show, but fans of the Packers, just like I am. I'm not. I don't pretend like we've got quote unquote fans of the show. It's uh, it's all of us as Packer fans, like I said, learning together. But the thing that we talked about, you know, the most was how we were going to convert signing bonus. Or I'm sorry, convert roster bonus and base salary to signing bonus and spread it out over those two years. Now, we don't know the details yet. At least I haven't seen it come across the wire. Did they use those two placeholder years that are on the backside of his contract? Because they have two what we call dummy years. They're voidable years that are, if I remember correctly, they're placeholding $750,000 per year on those two, <clears throat> those two placeholder years. So the structure was already in place to do this. Essentially what the Packers did, and this is, you guys heard me talk on the past podcast about how one of my Buffalo Bills uh, uh, fans buddies up there in uh, in Buffalo or just outside of Buffalo, Willie, was saying, man, if you guys really signed Aaron Jones to this contract of the report, that's the still a free agency. And sure enough, that's what it ended up being. Now, it's funny how he looked at it that way, but Packer fans looked at it, that's way too much money, that's way too much money. You could see that when we reached the third year of this contract, it was structured in a way with roster bonus and base salary <clears throat> where a lot of that money could be converted to signing bonus. And you look at, you look at his contract and what sticks out to you, the two voidable years. Why does that stick out? That When you see those two voidable years after you get a four-year extension, it's like, why was that on there, right? Why was that on there? It was on there for this very reason. Essentially, what they did was sign him to a contract. They had already moved out $1.5 million. That's the two seven hundred fifty and some change um, that was already kind of in place, right? Um, so they already moved out $1.5 million. Now they had the structure in place. So when we got to year three, if he was performing at his peak level, which, by the way, guys, he did last year, it was kind of a show it, uh, a show me contract. Show me that you still got it when we get to year three. And if so, then guess what we'll do? We'll convert some of that roster bonus into signing bonus, put money right in your pocket immediately, and then spread out the cap hit, the allocation. Remember, cash over cap, right? Cash is money in hand paid to the player, right, up front. Cap is the allocation slash and or accounting of that money. How are we going to distribute that throughout the salary cap, right? So I'm eager to see what they do, but essentially it was $8.5 million, okay? And and what they've done is it says they've saved nine million, if I understood correctly. You basically reduced his um it's it's probably probably closer to the eight and a half million. What you've done is you have reduced his cap hit now from um from the over twenty million dollars down to around eleven million dollars. So we talked about being what, seventeen million over the cap. 
Okay. So with that being said, you free up 9 million, you do the math. Now we're closing in on being under on the cap. And guys, we've still got tons of contracts that can be reworked, right? So I'm eager to see that all this money go on the very last year of the voidable year. Was it spread out evenly over the two years? Was it spread out evenly over the next three years? You know, the last year of his contract, as well as the two voidable years, that could be a possibility as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Jones comes out and lights it up again this year, that they give him an extension and a team-friendly extension per his request, I would imagine, because we just know how Aaron Jones is, and uh, and him, you know, play till he's 33, you know. We just got to see. We know what it's like when a running back hits that 30-year-old mark. So, essentially, you know, when the numbers drop here, we're probably going to be somewhere between 7 to $10 million over the over in the cap right now. Okay, so who do we have left to restructure? We've got David Bakhtiari, we got Kenny Clark, we got Jair Alexander. These are just lists right off the top of my head, names right off the top of my head because I don't have my list in front of me. Like I said, being down here, um, I didn't bring my notes with me. So there's going to be a ton of money that can still be moved, but essentially we already saved nine million. Guys, that's exciting. Now, I've already seen people on Twitter freaking out, right? Uh, you know, I had a guy just tweet at me and he said, well, you should see this crowd over here right now talking about, you know, some of the people that he follows because I don't follow everyone. I, I learned early on when I joined Twitter last year, I've been on Twitter for roughly a year now, and I learned real quick, man, there's some Packer fans you don't want to follow because all it is is doom and gloom. All it is is as soon as as soon as an issue gets worked out, you guys, you've got those coworkers, you know what I'm talking about, where all they do is complain. All they do is is gripe and bitch and moan constantly. Right. It's I don't like how this department's run. I don't like that supervisor. I don't like the way they handle that. I don't like the way they handle our breaks. I don't blah, 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 blah. Right. And then the second something gets fixed, all of a sudden it's like that never existed. I never thought that was an issue. I'm not going to acknowledge the fact that we got that worked out. Let's move on to something else to complain about. That's exactly what happens. It takes place all the time in a workplace. It's no different with Packer fans on Twitter. And it's a very minute amount of them. But I'm saying this because what I what I recommend is just unfollow them. If you're tweeting at me, and, and it's totally cool if you do. If you need to vent, I get it. I understand because it's frustrating. It was frustrating me for the first few months. I'm like, this is crazy. These people, first of all, they don't know what the heck they're talking about. And second, they will never acknowledge anything good that comes out of the Packers camp. They won't acknowledge when Goody makes a good signing like Devondre Campbell. It's like he didn't exist. Or Russell Douglas, right? That didn't happen. Or drafting Rashawn Gary. Jair Alexander. They just want to point out all the misses in the draft. They just want to point out the fact that we didn't go after the most expensive player in free agency, right? And the goalposts are just constantly moving. What I recommend is just unfollow them. Save yourself the grief, man, because it's it's not worth it to be unhappy to listen to people just regurgitate the same negativity over and over and over, especially when we know week one next year, the Packers will be running out of that tunnel with a full 53-man roster, and we will be under the cap, right? Aaron Negler said a little while back, whether you like Nags or not, I personally, I, I appreciate Cheesehead TV and the amount of content they put out. I really do. Do I agree with everything that they that they harp about and preach on. I've had several people send me videos of stuff that's, I, you know, I understand nobody's perfect and I'm here for Packer content. I'm not here to do a, uh, you know, a, a moral evaluation on human being, right? I, I wouldn't want anyone to do that to me either. So, um, but you know, he talked about it. Why are we talking about this was during the season? I don't even want to talk about the cap. And he said, because when we talk about the cap, what's going to happen is we're going to sit here and complain and we're going to act like it's the end of the world. And then lo and behold, next year they'll come out and they'll be under on the cap and no, and everybody will just, nobody will mention it. And like, like I like to say, they move on to the next year, 
And I said, oh, yeah, well, that's going to catch up to us. Hasn't caught up to us. It caught up to the Saints. No, it didn't. Go look at how their roster is structured. Had nothing to do with what they did with Drew Brees' contract. And really, it all boils down to Aaron Rodgers. When we, You could tell that the conversation is always being steered in a direction where it's going to end with Aaron Rodgers being selfish and an a-hole, right? Um, had somebody message me yesterday on Twitter, just screenshotting the cap hit of, uh, of Aaron Rodgers, 31 million, 10th amongst quarterbacks in the league. And the dude was like blown away. There were several people that were messaging me about it. This one sticks out because he was blown. He was like, I thought he had a $50 million cap hit. You thought that because it's all people talk about. It's all the media talks about. It's all the Rodgers haters talks about. It's all the doom and gloomers talk about. It, no, it's not a fifty million. It's not even a fifty million dollar cap hit in the next year. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. It, it, it won't break a $50 million cap hit until three years from now when he's probably already going to be gone and it'll get reduced anyway. What they'll do is tack on multiple years on the backside once he does retire to eat up the rest of the remaining guaranteed money. And the Packers will go on. <laughs> it's, it's that simple. It's, it's, I mean, they, it's like anything else I said, you know, in the past pod, <clears throat> you know, working in construction with steel and concrete. One of the things that people that quote unquote professionally do any kind of job, it could be anything. It could be accounting. It could be, you know, construction like I'm talking about here. It could be, you know, carpentry work. It, it, could, it could be anything. What they typically do is they try to make it seem so difficult that no one else could do it, that you need them. Mate. This is this is really tough here. And, you know, my father-in-law told me a long time ago, um, he's like, but if, in his words, bub, he said, bub, um, just like anything else, if another human being can figure it out, then then you can figure it out. It's that simple. That's the way he said it. Like, if someone else can figure out how to do this, then you can figure it out. And this is the same thing. The only reason I know about the cat and understand what's going on, heck, even the X's and O's, a little bit I know in that, which, you know, I get complimented on constantly. It's just because I took a lot of time and studied it. If someone else designed this scheme and they did it with, with, the, uh, with the idea in mind that they want to attack a certain defense, right? If, if their brain can conjure up 
how to attack this defense in this way and hit these soft spots and attack this specific zone or this specific man coverage, then my mind can comprehend how they did it and just reverse engineer it. Right. That's exactly what we've done. Um, so this stuff, it's it's don't let them fool you into thinking and them being the doom and gloomers that this stuff is just so complex that you need to follow them on Twitter or watch their every bit of content so you can understand the details. You can figure this out yourself, too. And and that's that's what we want this show to be is to kind of empower other Packer fans to be able to learn and understand how the game of pro football operates from a financial standpoint as well as the X's and O's. So um with that being said, we're closing in on the salary cap. Again, we got Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander. Those are some big names I could see moved. I kind of don't want them to touch Kenny Clark's. Bakhtiari's to me is primed for an adjustment. Um Jair Alexander's id. Those two kind of make sense to me. Kenny Clark's one of those that, you know, he's been underperforming. And I love Kenny, and I hope he uh, I hope he comes out this year and just lights it up and, and returns back to the Kenny Clark that we know he can be. But he's really struggled of late, and it's one of those things that if he struggles again this year and they didn't do a restructure, you may just you may get rid of him outright next year. And I don't want that to happen. I would much rather have a solid top five, top ten anchor on that defensive line. But right now, that's just not how it's playing out. Now, I'm not saying it's all Kenny's fault, you know. Um, it, it could be schematics. It could be what he's being asked to do. And those are the things that we really got to take with a grain of salt when it comes to PFF. And it's one of the reasons why I say it's not tell all end all is because you don't know what the defensive coordinator is telling the player, right? Especially in the trenches. It's different when you see Jair Alexander blow a coverage, you know, oh crap, just, just his body language, the way he reacted at the time that he reacted, he knew he was supposed to be covering deep and he jumped the underneath route. He tried to play hero ball. He got caught. But on the defensive line, you don't know what the defensive coordinator is telling them, right? Maybe they're maybe they're trying to to have them play two gaps rather than just you know trying to split a gap and get to the uh, and get to the quarterback or into the backfield. There may be things up front that's being preached in that that weekly meeting, right? Getting ready for the next opponent. And there was actually a comment that was made. Uh, Brian Flores uh, made a comment up there in Minnesota, um, the new defensive coordinator. Um, they asked him, you know, what kind of defense are you going to run? He said, "Who are we playing?" All right. <laughs> it changes week to week. It changes constantly. So, um, yeah. So with all that being said, man, just want to get a pot out, get you guys the information on this Aaron Jones deal. Um, one of them's in the books now. I would say next, Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander, probably up next. There was another one, too, that's that I'm overlooking. I'm trying to trying to remember not having my notes. And it obviously wasn't the quarterback position, which Aaron, you know, there may be something happened there. Again, David Dunn, Mark Rogers, they said it. Um, not David Dunn, but Mark Rogers, uh, Russell Wilson's uh, super agent, and then as well as um, uh, Andrew Brandt came out and said nobody truly knows what that contract is in Green Bay, right? Or why Aaron signed the contract that he did, and they were referring to him having a team friendly deal, which cracks me up that nobody nobody else will talk about that, right? Um, but uh, what they meant is, you know, you don't know the optional aspect of the contract and how it's going to play out. And, and and nobody really knew at the time what happens when Rodgers retires. We've since uncovered that. It's going to shave off $15 million off the cap if he <clears throat> if he retires. And, and some of this is guaranteed money from the past that's been pushed forward, right? So um, that's something else to kind of take into consideration. I'm trying to think of the other player. Let's just run here. I'm just going to bring brainstorm real quick. Not quarterback. It wasn't running back. It wasn't wide receiver. It wasn't tight end. Um, left tackle, Bach. We talked about him. Jenkins just got his deal. It won't be that one. Um, 
Yeah, nothing else across the offensive line. It's all cheap. Uh, defensive line was Kenny. Yeah, nothing there. Um, middle linebacker, nothing there, I don't believe. No, we didn't do it. So we looked at the numbers there and said there might be a couple million you could shave off. Probably not going to uh, do anything there. Rashawn Gary, no. Preston Smith, that was the other one, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Preston Smith. So Preston Smith's another one that could take a uh, that could take an adjustment. So um, keep an eye on that one. So Bach, Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, Preston Smith. I think Preston Smith was one that I was really, really in favor of uh, of restructuring. But, yeah. So what's coming up next? I'm going to get you guys out of here. The Aaron Rodgers decision. Obviously, I think he said he had the date set for four months. It was going to be after the Super Bowl, so it was this week. Um, sometime this week, he entered um, his uh, his uh, darkness retreat, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> it's hard to even mention it without people trying to crack jokes, which is hilarious to me that so many people grandstanding care about mental health, and all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers says he's doing something for his mental health that's outside of the, the realm of uh, of normality, and everybody's, you know, not everybody, but the, the Rodgers haters like to poke fun at mental health all of a sudden. It's like, come on, bro, I could – you could literally search their Twitter for mental health and see how they've grandstanded in the past. Now, all of a sudden, because it's Aaron Rodgers, let's make fun of him. But we're going to have a decision coming there soon, and that's really going to determine everything. I think that this right here, though, them restructuring Aaron Jones, guys, I don't think they've talked to Rodgers. And Rodgers was like, yeah, I'm leaning towards coming back. It could have happened. You know, I don't know. But I think that this Aaron Jones thing, though, if anything's help, helps Aaron Rodgers. You know, if if they had cut Aaron Jones like some of these doom and gloomers were calling for, which was hilarious to me, or if they had, you know, put him on the trade block, then that probably sends a signal to Aaron like, hey, oh, crap, man, they don't, they don't want our best player back. This is going to be a rebuild, right? And, and never at any point did I think this was going to be a rebuild. A reset, yes. A reload, yeah. There's going to be some people that leave the team. There's going to be some additions, right? But this whole thing, this approach of trade Aaron Jones, trade Kenny Clark, trade David Bakhtiari, trade Aaron Rodgers, turn the page, the window is closed, is just silly. It's like, let's get rid of all of our best players for draft picks. I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I'll tell you what it reeks. It reeks of people sitting at home playing Madden and saying, here's how you fix the roster. <laughs> but it's hard not to laugh at. So anyway, that was the news. Aaron Jones contract again. They converted $8.5 million to signing bonus. Going to save roughly $9 million is what it says um, off of the uh, off the cap there. It's going to drop their cap number down to 11 maybe $11.5 million. So it might be $8.5 million in savings, somewhere around there. That tells me that they're, they're reloading. They're not rebuilding. Okay, so we're one step closer to putting that to bed so we can focus on the upcoming opponents. We can focus on the draft and bolster in the roster. We can focus on free agency. And isn't it funny that you know, three, four weeks ago, the talk was, you don't have money for free agency. You're not going to have money for free agency. And now all of a sudden, people are starting to see $9 million freed up. Hmm. We do one or two more restructures, and there's going to be some money in the bank to spend. Not big-name free agents, but that, mid, that mid-level, that mid-tier, right? Which, that's personally how I think you should approach free agency. You don't need to go after the Galladay's. Right. You don't need to go after these big name free agents that are going to absolutely break the bank and uh, and, you know, cripple your uh, your roster. Right. Now, I'm trying to I'm not throwing that term around loosely. I'm just you know, it's it's going to put a lot of stress on your roster. I should better say I apologize for that. Um, but yeah. So isn't it funny? Just a few weeks ago, it was doom and gloom. Here we are. Contracts are getting restructured. 
Things are looking up. Just got our best uh, offensive player pretty much locked back in for the upcoming season. Kind of, sh- if I had to say now, I'm probably closer to 70-30 that Aaron's coming back with the Packers. Um, 70% that he'll be a Green Bay Packer, 30% that he'll retire or be traded. Uh, to be traded is much lower than that for me, probably closer to 10%, something like that. Um, if you had to break it down into three categories, I'd probably say 70% he's coming back. Um, you know, uh, 30% he's going to retire and 10% he could be traded probably where I'm at, but I think there's a good chance he comes back. Now he come, he may come out of the darkness retreat. So, you know what, man, I've done all I want to do in football. I want to move on with the set the next chapter of my life. And if that's the case, Hey, kudos to Rogers, man. Congratulations. Uh, that's awesome. Um, it's all about, you know, what's best for the, uh, the player himself, in my opinion, rather than what's best for the fans. Um, I personally think that the Packers would be much better if Aaron Rodgers was their quarterback, but the man's given the franchise so much. If he wants to walk away, man, walk away and walk away with your head high, and we appreciate everything you've done, and let's move on to the Jordan Love era, right? And that's going to be exciting, too, when that happens. Um, right now, I just I don't get the feeling that that's what it's going to be. So that being said, I'm going to get out of here, guys, just about a 24-minute episode. I'm going to get this to Ryan and see if there's any way possible he can get it uploaded for us uh, just to kind of talk about uh, the big news and and go from there so again if the quality's bad i apologize probably getting some echo got some wind howling outside here on the uh on the sun deck so we're uh we're trying to have everything closed up you might be able to hear the the ship creaking a little bit but we are out here in the middle of nowhere this is a little bit bigger than looney creek back home in kentucky i'll tell you that there's a lot of water out here so anyway y'all have a great day um, appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us as always let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world go pack go